Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. By all means, talk about fracking or immigration or the economy, but keep your speech's audience in mind. A standard three-point speech that's one long recitation of numeric facts or statistics because you've collected all this data and you're going to use it doesn't work. Your audience will tune out. They won't follow you because it's boring. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10 with your host, Kim Cratchy. If you're new to Toastmasters or just curious, this podcast is for you. We examine the Toastmasters education program and add just a few bits of extra information to help you face your fears and step up to the stage with confidence. When you're ready to discover the voice inside you and the leader you can become, Toastmasters will be there. Let's start at the beginning with Toastmasters 101. Did you hear the news last night about a conspiracy to prevent farmers from planting carrots because there are too many high school students who throw them away rather than eating them in, in the school-provided lunches? Okay, I made up that entire thing. But for a moment there, you might have thought, is that true? That's the point of research or topic. It's way too easy to simply make up facts, statistics, and stories to back up your ideas in a speech. Go ahead, make it up. But remember the story of the boy who cried wolf. There are entire websites out there dedicated to fact-checking, and probably there's already some page on the carrot conspiracy. Make up your facts, and you will be found out. Research is one of those really unpleasant reminders of high school English classes or college late-night coffee-fueled procrastinated assignments. There's no getting around it that research is fundamental to a presentation when you want to inform or persuade your audience on a topic. At the same time, research is becoming a minefield. Spend 20 minutes on Google or Bing and you might very well find a conspiracy website with hardcore proof of evidence of anything, everything, even carrot suppression. How do you determine who's credible or what's a good source? That's only one of the problems with online research. The other is a very subtle temptation to cut and paste without attribution. Just claim it as your own. That's plagiarism. I know of one college president who lost his job because he quoted sources without mentioning where he got his information. The details are in the show notes, but before you question me about my source, it was my alma mater, Malone University. These questions actually circle around the biggest problem you face in a speech. Are you credible? Will people believe you and what you're telling them? A big-name scientist who frequently gives speeches about popular science topics included a bit about a previous president's comments about 9-11. However, he misrepresented the president by misusing a quotation from another unrelated event. The scientist got caught. Has his credibility been hurt by this? It should be. When you're talking about someone else and their reputation is on the line, you tell the truth or you face the consequences, being untrusted in the future. Stories or anecdotes are not the same as proven facts. 
one has far more credibility than the other. All of us believe that our experience is normal, and using our personal stories to bolster a point seems entirely appropriate. However, and this is a big however, that's not true. Stories have staying power with listener where numbers and statistics don't, but anecdotes are not facts. Know the difference between a proven fact and a good story. When you've got both in agreement, it is a powerful way to affect your audience, as long as they believe you. A good story is the best tool for you as a speaker to develop. You craft a tale that will bring your audience to tears or drive them onto the floor with laughter, and you'll have them in the palm of your hand. Great storytellers haven't always been bound to the truth, but good stories reveal truth to listeners. The third problem with research is recognizing when you've got too much. The five to seven minute speech just doesn't allow you to go very deep into a topic. You'll learn to narrow your topic into something more manageable for the time constraint. Want to talk about a controversial topic? You are welcome to do so at Toastmasters, but be aware of the need to drill down and tighten your focus. Complicated issues rarely fare well under these kinds of limitations. By all means, talk about fracking or immigration or the economy, but keep your speech's audience in mind. A standard three-point speech that's one long recitation of numeric facts or statistics because you've collected all this data and you're going to use it doesn't work. Your audience will tune out. They won't follow you because it's boring. Here's a quick tip to avoid the data dump. Get three index cards. Each of these is to have the data you want to cover written on them. No, you can't write on the other side. If you have more data than fills one side of the card, then you must edit. Select the critical information and, I know this hurts, forget the rest. If you absolutely must give it to your audience, use it in a handout and tell them you're providing extra information for their enjoyment and never refer to it again. I know, it's killing me too, but data dumps are bad, very bad. Handouts are good. Let's talk handouts. There is no one right way to distribute handouts. Whenever I do, I get an evaluator who prefers a different method. Essentially, there are three different times that a handout can be distributed, before, during, and after. There are strengths to each. Before the speech, the audience can read about your topic and you may be able to go a bit deeper into the subject. But they're paying more attention to the paper and less attention to you. That's not good. During your speech is highly disruptive to the audience's attention on you. You will lose a significant number of people's attention while they take and pass the papers. And that's if they don't drop them, can't reach the next person, or maybe just hog them all. But presumably you can keep talking during the time the handouts are being er, handed out. If you wait to the end, you've held their attention, but the audience may feel like they've missed out on the reinforcement of your message that the handout would give them no way to win. I'll say this. If you're using PowerPoint or another computer presentation format on a big screen, give the handouts before the start of the presentation. People will often want to take notes on the sheets. If you're not using a computer presentation, 
I'd consider where the handout becomes the most effective tool to reinforce the message and your call to the action for your audience and distribute accordingly. Is there a conspiracy to reduce next year's carrot crop? Not at all. I made it up. But the spinach crop, you won't believe what I just read on the internet. To review, research is necessary for most speeches, but data in the form of numbers and statistics is almost incomprehensible to the audience because it's boring. Find a creative and humorous way to present your findings. The best is an appropriate story which illustrates the points that you wish to make. Be careful to be honest with your audience and tell them where you got the material you're using or quoting. Protect your credibility. Know how to stop yourself from data dumping on the audience. Decide which is the best time to distribute your handouts, before, during, or after your presentation. Be strategic and aware of your time constraints. Has your club had a speech contest yet? Toastmasters International has the International Speech Contest every year starting shortly after New Year's and concluding at the International Conference. You must have completed six of the speech projects in the Competent Communicator Manual in order to participate, but the other contests, such as Tall Tales, Humorous Speech, Table Topics, or Speech Evaluation, do not have that requirement. You will learn so much if you become a contestant, but if you're not able to do that, Think about assisting the contest chair in another role. There is always a need for judges, timers, ballot collectors, and counters. Ask around and see how you can give back to your club. Next week, we'll look at speaking. Really look at it. Closely. Visual aids! Meeting adjourned.